Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. But I'll literally be like, hey, BMW. And it's like, sorry, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Like, it's so. That was good. Thank you. And Liz. Sort of like the ultimate dig versus the ultimate compliment from Lillian is like, if you do something that is not in her proper etiquette, she says you're not well-bred. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Happy Tuesday. Kel, Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I love just like the anticipation and like the huss and bus of this week. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited for Thanksgiving. I need to talk to mom. I don't know what. I actually don't know what the plan is. I don't know what the plan is. I'm recording this. Just to be clear, we're recording this the week before this episode comes out. So I will have talked to her. I don't know what I'm bringing. I don't know what she's making. I don't think she knows. No. Certainly not, but I do think it's worth mentioning uh, the thing that she does every single year around the holidays for Christmas and for Thanksgiving, so that way she's prepared for the following year, and that is something as easy, guys, as taking notes, but noting every little thing, Mm -hmm. so she has... It's so cute. ...from the previous years, and she'll like pull it out and she'll be like, I started the turkey at this time, and it wasn't quite ready for this time, so maybe start it a little bit earlier. She'll be like, Kelly brought Havarti cheese. Everyone loved it. Like, she, like, it's so... We tried playing this game. It went over really well. Maybe consider playing another game next year. Something for the kids. They were bored after dinner. It's like so... She's... She's... She'll call both of us asking for notes. Yeah. And the next morning, we'll have coffee talk. Because we're spending... The, are you spending the night? I don't know. Probably not. Probably now, not. Yeah, now it's like so, so complicated. Yeah. My kids have been begging to spend the night at their house. So we're probably going to spend the night. Well, that's fun. Yeah. So anyway, that is a good idea and a thing to do. And then it's like Christmas. And I'm actually very excited. I know everyone, I don't know how I've gotten boxed into the corner of being the Grinch who stole Christmas. I'm not a Grinch. I just like don't. I'm also, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm not trying to talk about it a hundred times. I'm also just so like fed up with my house. Like I just want a new house. I want to move uh-huh. so badly. Yeah. That I'm like, I don't want to buy Christmas decorations for this house because we're trying to move. Like we're actively looking for houses. Yeah. Okay. Fair. So I'm just feeling like a little, you know. It's also just never been your thing, Kelly, and that's okay. Stop. I I think it is my thing. I Are think you very different stages of our lives right now? And I just think when you have like, I mean, do you see the state of my home? It's like the last thing I want to yeah. do is add more. I saw this reel though one time during the fall and she was like you know what i am not going to decorate my entire porch with hay and corn and pumpkins i will buy one pumpkin when i'm at the grocery store and that's what my front porch is going to look like and i personally feel like that's your energy yes but i disagree with the, first of all tyler just won't do the exterior he just won't do christmas lights like it's just not in his he just he's he's the grinch so he's not going to do Christmas lights. I'm not going to do Christmas lights. So we don't do Christmas lights the outside of our house. The inside of our house is my MO. And I just like can't do any more clutter right now because my kids just they have things all over the place all the time. And the last thing I want is to add more clutter to it. Well, Kel, I guess we'll just see what happens when you get a new house. No, we'll see what happens when you have three children. We will see what happens. Then we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. And then you'll be like, no, I'm not putting up the tree. Where are we going to put it? We've got this tiny tykes truck here. All right, well, we moved our four mom swing and we put it somewhere else because we had to put our Christmas tree there. I will, first of all, the more kids I have, the more inclined I will be to put up a Christmas tree to put up the things because they get to see it and enjoy it. I'm just saying I'm not a Grinch. 
You're not a Grinch. Cow. I'm very excited about the holiday season with my kids. We are going to like make Chex Mix. I told you I'm going to get them hot chocolate bombs. I got them. Oh, I got the matching outfits. Okay, this was I'm excited about this. Um, I got the matching outfits. And last year I bought George and Hattie Hannah Anderson, like Hattie a sweater dress and Georgia Hannah Anderson sweater. I love Hannah Anderson's mm-hmm. clothes because they're like comfy dress clothes. Like it's a sweater material. Yeah. And I was like, oh, those outfits still fit them because, you know, I like had bought them a little big. And I was like, they probably don't have the same pattern for Fred to like buy Fred an outfit. Looked it up, kept the pattern. Love. And I'm like, yes. I love yes. a brand that is not always trying to come out with new things. They have their basics, they have their good patterns, and they come out with them year after year. Exactly. So like they had the same print they had last year. So all I had to do was buy Fred an outfit, an 18 to 24 month sweater, sweater outfit. Mm-hmm. And now we are all matching love it and i'm like that was just so i felt so good about that. that's so helpful so helpful mm-hmm. so anyway see i'm not a grinch no you're not a grinch um but speaking of the grinch you know what i don't like what the grinch i don't like the grinch decorations i don't care for it i don't get it like if i had the option of all the cute christmas jammies to buy my kids i'm not gonna buy the grinch ones i went to where was i i was at some store the other day and I, of course, I walked past Christmas decorations and there was a whole Grinch section. And I'm like, who wants to buy the cartoon whose Christmas theme is Grinch? I don't know. Some people's are. It was an entire section of whatever store I was in. And mm-hmm. I don't get it. And I don't like it. And I and that's one of the Christmas decorations I don't like is Grinch themed decorations. I haven't given much thought. I would say I would agree. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm excited for one day? What? To have more than one tree. Are you going to be like ever a two tree person? I would love to have a second yeah, tree. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to have like a fancy tree. Um, Maybe not a fancy. Just like, I just think more. Tr- I just love lights. I love ambient lighting. Like, we I should love get a tree lamps. In here. Oh, I have a little tiny tree I've got to put up. But you could put like a big one right there. Yeah. I just would have to go get one, Cal. Yeah. You know. Well, anyway, Liz, what do we have on this week? Oh, today's okay. episode? So we have a millennial trend of the day. We have we have a word of the day. We have a word of the day, Marion Webster. Um, because as we get less cultured, we are going to try and combat that becoming more cultured. Um, we have well, that was kind of my dumpity doo doodah. I don't know if you have anything else. We have the last three transactions, advice, industry news, ditch the drive through, and then we'll send you on your merry way. So let's get it right into the millennial word of the day where we learn Gen Z slang so we can be less lame. And like I said, it is a TikTok trend that is going around right now, which I like to do these and deliver the news on the TikTok trends versus just the words. Kel, have you heard of the bird test? No, I haven't heard of the bird test. The bird test is a test to, it's a test to check your compatibility with your partner. And it's mostly moronic, but apparently there is a little bit of science backed by it. So the general premise is you look out the window and if you see a bird, say you see a cardinal and you say, oh, babe, look, there's a cardinal right there. If they engage with you, maybe go look at it, maybe say, oh, that's really cool. And you you connect over this cardinal that you see outside. They pass the test. If they brush you off and say, OK, I don't care about a cardinal, they fail the test, which that in and of itself is moronic. 
what if i don't care about the bird outside <laughs> no i know but this is why it's this is why it's a test like so it's just to make sure like they are engaged with you like, yeah in your conversation so i just i'm not gonna play you this girl's tiktok where she explains it because she uses way more curse, curse words and says the same thing i just said um but the general science behind it I don't know if you call it science, but there are these things called bids in relationships and bids are emotional connections that you are trying to make. So this is an article that I found. Um, So a bid is any attempt from one partner to another for attention, affirmation, affection, or any other positive connection. Bids can show up in simple ways, a smile or a wink, or in more complex ways like asking for advice or for help. Another example of a bid, asking your partner to check out the cardinal at the bird feeder. Is the bird itself important? No. But when you're when you understand your partner's interest in its feathered cuteness as a bid for connection, it becomes very important indeed. Because re- research by this scientist Gottman and his collaborators show that the ratio for how many bids are accepted with warmth versus how many are rebuffed or ignored is one of the best indicators of a relationship's health. So it's like if you try and throw out these opportunities connect and they brush them off, that's the greater point. Like I, that's the bad the thing. The way I would not stop scrolling on my phone for a bird though. Yeah. Like if I'm scrolling on my phone and tell her's like, look a bird and I don't look up, it means I don't love him. And that's why the bird test in and of itself, I think, is silly. No, but, but I, I get the greater I, point. I, of I, the I get, I get the, I get the greater point. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. And the thing that I thought was really interesting. Have you tried it yet? No, because I'm not worried about it. <laughs> um, oh, look at that! Oh, look at that bird! <laughs> um, no, I, I. You know what I do? You know what I actually did it the other day because I don't care about birds, but I do care about sunsets. And there's this really beautiful sunset. And I said, "Oh my gosh, Maddie, look at how beautiful this sunset is!" And he got up and walked Ta- outside and looked at the sunset. Tyler did the exact same thing to me. Yeah, I mean, probably the same sunset. So I want to say one more thing okay. about this: these like bids and everything, and this like magic ratio. So in any relationship, you want to have five positive interactions for every negative one. Oh, okay. Which I thought was an interesting point. I would say I, I'm a way higher ratio than that. Yeah, I agree. I think you should shoot for way more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually would so agree. But so I every think, sixth time it's negative. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I don't know. That's what that's you know that's what you have to shoot for. So that's a sign. anyway. Try the bird test. Let us know. And are you ready for our actual word of the day? Yes, for Merriam-Webster, bugbear bugbear a bugbear is a source of dread or irritation in other words something that causes problems or annoys people the biggest bugbear the biggest bugbear of skiing business is the winter with no snow i'm assuming that's how they talk you can sometimes be a bit of a bugbear (laughs) hey why are you back at (laughs) you because actually you're a bugbear (laughs) okay what it's just something that's annoying yeah elizabeth like this conversation <laughs> there's a bit of a bugbear in my <laughs> let's stop there okay okay do you have anything on your dumpity doodah because mine was about how i don't um, like the grinch do i have anything on my dumpity doodahs <sighs> no my kids are cute that's about all okay let's do our last three transactions then yeah that's something i have things on I have been transacting. Oh, I have as well. 
and one of my last three transactions was my book of etiquette. I'm very excited. Read us some things from the book of etiquette. Okay, so my book of etiquette, if you don't know, I bought it at an antique store. This is actually part two, volume two. I know. How do you know what happened in volume one? I don't know. I'm probably. Or is that not how that works? It's like they redid it. Oh no, no. I think it's like additional stuff. First of all, look how beautiful the book is. It's a beautiful. It's a blue book and with gold like embossed. It says book of etiquette. Um. It's from 1922, you guys. So could you buy a book of etiquette today? It is old. And I will say chapter one is about servants. So what? Yeah. But you know what? So first I was like, whoa. Um, But then the first sentence is a great many people feel somehow that those who labor in the capacity of servants are inferior. But in most cases, it is those who place servants on a lower plane who are themselves inferior, which I like love that. So what do you want to know about, Kel? We've got dinners. We've got luncheons. We've got etiquette on going to the theater. We've got etiquette on tipping. Oh, let's do tipping. Tipping was actually very interesting. Because tipping culture today is out of control. I'd love to know. Who wrote this book? Does it say? Lillian. I'd love to know what Lillian would say about today. Tipping. An un-American custom. (gasps) So (laughs) she says, everyone know. Well, hold on. Let me let me skip this. Um, so she basically talks about how we tip people who are make lower wages because they, for whatever reason, the service industry d- doesn't pay people what they should make and you have to do it via tipping. But she says, in a little tea shop in Fifth Avenue in New York, the following is printed on the back of each menu. Tipping is an un-American custom. Help us abolish it by adding 10 cents to the amount of your bill. At the end of the week, the waiter will receive the entire amount added to his wages. Patrons have greeted this plan enthusiastically. They feel that it presages the ultimate abolition of the custom that has long been in disrepute because of its distinctly un- because it's so distinctly un-American. I never knew people felt tipping was I thought it was actually very American because like maybe maybe it wasn't in 1922. This is where it's interesting. So she says that and then she goes, "Let us hope that before long all restaurants and hotels will follow the lead of this little tea shop that revolts against the undemocratic custom of tipping. But for the present, while it remains a national custom, we must know when to tip and how to tip in the correct amounts." So she literally thought that it was going to go away and in South Carolina at this time tipping was illegal. Oh, no. So th- I just think that's interesting. So interesting. Lillian would be appalled to know Lillian is what tipping has has come to. Liz, this book is so cute. I want one of these. I know. Well, you got to go to the antique store. Horseback riding is a favorite outdoor sport of men and women, which is as which which as it should be. For not only is it excellent for poison grace, but it is splendid for the health. Oh, splendid. This is okay. I like need to. Okay. I like it's very interesting. So I was like kind of skimming it and sort of like the ultimate dig versus the ultimate compliment from Lillian is like if you do something that is not in her proper etiquette, she says you're not well bred. Like she literally (laughs) says you are not well bred and like you shouldn't be here. Always at a dance, there are guests who do not dance. Usually they are men, for there is rarely a woman who does not know the steps of the latest dances. Lillian, there is rarely an excuse for it. 
Every man who mingles in a society who enjoys the company of brilliant women and attractive ladies. Oh my gosh. Obsessed. Obsessed. I love it. I love reading about it. Um, and I think it's very interesting. We should like throw a dinner party by the book, by Lillian's book. Well, Lillian says to throw a dinner party, you have to send invitations out a week to 10 days in advance. But it's up to you if you want them to be handwritten or printed. So she does give you a little bit of leeway there. So can I be expecting an invitation? And then she's like, and then she's like, you start when all the guests arrive. Everyone should arrive at the prompt time. You start in the, oh, what is she like the waiting room of your home that everyone has apparently, and then you move to here. So anyway, I really like this book. Are people still having dinner parties? I think the new dinner party is a game night. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone's having dinner parties somewhere. I've just, I'm not getting invited and I'm not throwing them. I just think like if I had a night out, we would go to dinner. I also think dinner parties, I don't think in your life of the toddlerness, like a dinner party is for you. But um, sure, if you are married or unmarried and don't have kids or if you're older, absolutely throw a dinner party. Okay. Willis, are you ready for our last three transactions? That was one of my transactions. That was my first transaction. <laughs> well, did you share your recent bank account subtraction? My aunt, I went antiquing. I, I know, but you didn't do the intra. Okay. Now it's time for our last three transactions. We share our, where we share, share, share our recent bank account subtraction. So I went to this antique shop and I bought this book on etiquette. Oh my gosh, I really you should read a few pages. $6. What did you buy? <laughs> well, mine was the Hannah Anderson dress already. So now it's back to you. Oh, goodness gracious. I wasn't this, I wasn't repaired. Um, I'm starting a new Bible study. Fun. So I am going to be reading the book of Revelation with two girlies. And I'm very excited. I've always wanted to study Revelation. It's the only book in the New Testament I haven't read yet. And it's just something that's always been very intimidating to me. But I really want For to try. For people who don't know, can you tell them what Revelation is? Revelation is the last book in the Bible. And it basically says what the end of the world is going to look like, what the apocalypse is going to look like, what the final coming of Jesus is going to look like. And it's the final time where heaven and earth finally collide and become one. So um, there's a lot of like kind of spookiness in it because there is like, oh, it's the end of the world, it's the apocalypse. But um, there's also a lot of comfort and joy in it because it is the time where earth and heaven will be united. So I'm really excited to just kind of fully understand it and learn more about it. You'll have to keep us posted. I will. So did you order a study? Yeah, I ordered a study. That was the thing I bought. Okay. My, one of my last... Is not quite as like godly or anything, but I saw this blogger who I follow talk about these Lululemon dupe leggings. Mm-hmm. And I just... I'm, I've never found a Lulu dupe. Like, I just don't believe that they're out there. I, I, I get it. Like, I'm just, I really love my Lululemon leggings. Like, and I'm not saying there's not other leggings that are not good, but like I, the Lulu ones are the best. Like they just are. And she's like, no, I promise they are just as good. And she's like showing the side by side of the stitches and how they're the same. So I ordered them. They're called Hey Nuts Essential. How much? $28. You know what? You know what I'm skeptical of? Hmm. length yeah of i course. think they'll be shorter than lulu leggings they're also like not the super high rise which like i yeah. love the super high but anyway i ordered them and i'm going to do a um 
we'll do it as like a test drive on the next podcast mm-hmm. episode. But I thought this was interesting. About this, this is on Amazon. About this item. Customers usually keep this item. This product has fewer returns than average compared to similar products. Interesting. I've never seen that before. No, I've never seen that either. That's good to know. Isn't that good to know? Amazon's review section is just so good and I truly live by it to the point where if I'm buying something on another website, I like see if it's on Amazon so I can read reviews there. Because why is every other website review section garbage? Because I'll tell you why. You don't have accounts made? No, I think it's because it's they're not prioritizing it because it's all their products. So like, for example, I was shopping on Loft yeah. the other day. Loft, I found, I, this was one of my last three. They had a great sale. I bought like two new tops. Like I just like needed like some church tops, uh-huh. like tops. And the reviews were, there were so few reviews. And I'm like, it's because like they don't, some of the reviews were bad, but like they don't want anything but five star reviews on their website. Yeah. But Amazon's just sellers. So they don't, I don't think they really have the control over that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, everyone's calling it Lulu Align Dupe. Better, All than, right, well, better than Lulu. That is a bold statement, Cal. You will have to keep. So, what is the name of them again? Just so if anyone wants to. We can link them, them on the carpool, but it's called. I don't want you to buy them, though, till I get them. Hang Nuts Essential 7 8 Leggings, 25 inches. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Well, my last, last transaction is I dug up and found a gift card crate and barrel gift card for my wedding that i never used and i bought a nice bread knife because there's such a sour duh because girl. i'm such a sourdough girl and you have to have a knife you have to you have, have a bread have knife to have a nice bread knife and i don't know how nice it has to be because the bread knife price ranges are unbelievable there is a bread knife on crate and barrel for three hundred dollars yeah does it bake the bread literally so i'm just like okay so i have this gift card i haven't used it in over a year so might as well get a higher end one so i won't buy the 40 dollar one but okay sure i'll buy the 50 dollar one or the 60 dollar one and then there's a 115 dollar one and there's a 150 dollar one there's a through like i just don't know how many times they can how much better one can be versus another huh yeah. So anyway, I did not get the three hundred dollar one. I think I got the fifty dollar one. Um, my last last three transactions is, this is kind of embarrassing, but I bought another pair of period underwear. But I bought the shorts, like the sleep shorts. Oh, because I think I need two. Okay, for laundry purposes. Right. Of course. And that's what I've been up to. Okay, Liz. And now are you? T- what was what? that? What was that? <laughs> now you're ready for industry news where I spill the hot tea going on in the auto industry. Let's hear it. Th- First of all, we probably should have gone to the LA Auto Show because it's like been the most, like all the things are coming out. Like what? Well, in the previous years, I feel like the LA had kind of been like the, like not the big one. And then Hyundai decided to say, hold my beer. Let's talk about this. Okay. So what came out? Hyundai and Amazon partner to deliver innovative customer experience and cloud transformation. Amazon to launch online vehicle sales in the U.S. starting with Hyundai in 2024 and making it more convenient for customers to find and buy their vehicle of choice on Amazon.com and pick it up at their local dealer. What? I know. What? Um, have you not heard this two-day shipping um i saw a little bit about it but i want you to like give me the full the full deets 
So it says customers are able to search on Amazon for available vehicles in their area based on a range of preferences, including model, trim, color, and features. Choose their preferred car and then check out online with their chosen payment and financing options, all within Amazon, all with the Amazon experience they already know and trust. This new shopping experience will create another way for dealers to build awareness of their selection and offer convenience to their customers. So everyone is like, when this first came out, everyone was messaging me being like, oh my gosh, like, what does this mean for dealers? How do you feel as a dealer? And it doesn't seem like the dealers are being cut out of this. It feels like they're just trying to be a lead source. Like to me, this is just giving edmunds.com. Yeah, I would. Because like the inventory is hosted online. Now Uh Amazon's going to offer like financing, which isn't unheard, which isn't unheard of like things. Okay. And then you can check out and then go pick up the car at, at your local dealer. I think I'm actually okay with it i i uh yeah sure i i don't think i would ever maybe i would but i don't think i would ever buy a car off of the internet like i would have to go and see it no but i i don't think it's trying to take away from that experience in a way i think it's more you've decided you want the palisade because i agree with you you guys you know we're not buying car side unseen like you are not buying a palisade until you test drive it because i'm not gonna the car mom crew is not going to be the crew to have buyer's remorse we don't play mm-hmm. that game we forecast our family growth we check our car seats we see how we feel we take it through the starbucks drive through before we commit to a 60-month loan we don't get buyer's remorse so i i don't think it's trying to replace that i think it's literally just like a lead source like i think it's just gonna like i could be wrong but to my understanding it's gonna host inventory you can search inventory in your area and then you know people are people keep trying to do this whole like haggle free don't no negotiating and what's interesting about this whole process this this whole theory of the car market is like this whole like more transparent one price haggle free people have been trying to do this for years and it's why is it still not working Uh, you know what i think the consumer likes to negotiate yeah every dealer in the world would sell their car for the price it's listed online and they say check out here no one wants to do that because everyone wants to go in and try to save a buck which is fine because it's the one of the only things you still can do exactly it's one of the few industries left where you can do that and it's an industry where at a certain time you could get thousands of dollars off it's not like that anymore so much but people still might think that it is saying yeah haggle free one don't negotiate this is the best price they're gonna be like mm, i think i can do better yes. even if even if they get 500 dollars off they're well, gonna be like exactly. i'm a winner so that's just why they go in though exactly so that's why that that's i think that's why this whole like online retailing add to cart thing hasn't taken off yet i not not to like put blame on the consumer but like i don't think that they want that i think people like i genuinely think people like to negotiate because if not i mean you can go on edmunds.com right now there are a ton of cars listed great price low it literally says lowest price in your area and you're still like i can do better (laughs) it's just funny or you want to talk to someone and you want to get some information from the dealer and from someone who should be an expert in the field and and just gets get some more information i do i could see though in case people are kind of have you know some social anxiety about negotiating haggling like i would never personally um that's what 
my husband and my sister are for. Um, <laughs> I, I think I could see how people could go test drive, see if they like the car, and then fill out all of the other information online. Of, of course. Like, I'm so the type, if I could just, like, book a reservation online versus calling, I'm always going to book it online. Yeah. You know? So I could see how maybe taking the time and filling out paperwork and all of the financing options in the comfort of your own home is an appealing option. So maybe a lead source and also maybe a checkout source. I agree. But I don't think, I mean, I'm sure some people will go through the entire process sight unseen and go pick it up. But yeah, what I would like to know is what this means for like who's getting some cuts on the financing. Like, so if you're doing this like financing through Amazon, like is the dealer getting the profit of the markup rate or are they cutting the dealers completely out of the financing and is Amazon acting like a bank? I mean, Amazon has to have some skin in the game. They have to have some benefit in in it otherwise well, I think why that do it because i think hyundai paid them a lot of money oh okay and i think hyundai will continue to pay them a lot of money to have their cars listed on their site i see that'd be my guess i don't know there's um so all that to say is i'm if i'm more scared for the other lead sources this is to me this is more of a competition to other lead sources than it is to cutting okay. out local dealers okay I'm just not like everyone there. Everyone always in the auto industry is like they're coming for the dealers. They're coming for the dealers and they are. But they also aren't like there's I don't think that you have to test drive a car. And then Mm -hmm. we haven't even touched the used of it all. Yeah. And because like Carvana, they're stinking because people don't want to buy. And we've talked about this a 100 times. People don't want to buy a used car online like you need. That's crazy to me. You if have it didn't, to see it. If and, it didn't work during the pandemic, which would have been the time that so the, the whole shift would happen, it's not going to happen in the near future. But I agree with you, Kel. The lead sources and that those are the people who should be quaking because that's way less overhead, first of all. If someone like Amazon wanted to become the next big lead source yeah, or, or software in auto or something like that, that would be the direction to go. Now, not attacking the dealers. Now, here's the next part of this partnership, which this is actually I am also like all about the convenience, like just what what's more convenient for me. Starting in 2025, customers who purchase Hyundai's next generation vehicles will be able to access the hands free Alexa experience they have at home while in their car. Hyundai drivers, Hyundai drivers will be able to simply ask Alexa to play music, podcasts, or audiobooks, set reminders, up to do list, and check calendars. Customers will also be able to control their smart home from the road, such as asking to warm up their house on their way home, double-checking the doors are locked, and managing smart lightning and Alexa routines. Okay. I'm into that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I'm into that. I feel like if... Can't you... Okay, never mind. I was just... Can't you... Do all that probably from your phone, regardless if you have all of the Alexa set up already. Probably to me, I like. I just, I just think, a further integration. No, I think another thing is ev- what every car has tried to do. Which I'm sorry, they're all clunk city. Is like, hey Mercedes, hey BMW, turn up my air, turn down this, play this radio station, and they never freaking work mm-hmm. because I guess like they don't have the same voice recognition. I mean, if I whispered Alexa here, like I bet I little bit your Alexa's going off downstairs. I know probably. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Kind of spooky, actually. Super spooky. Think about it. But I'll literally be like, hey, BMW. And it's like, sorry, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Like, it's so. That was good. Thank sorry. <laughs> They're all so annoying. So, yeah. like, get yeah, put Alexa in my car. Like, let me okay. actually get something done. Yeah. If I told that girl to turn down, like, to turn up the air in the 
rear seat. And then it's all integrated. Like you get off the phone call with someone. It's like, hey, reminder that I'm meeting Kelly at this time. And then it populates onto your calendar. I mean, the people who have the full blown Alexa home, like everything is set up. They have to be living in. It's giving smart home. It's giving smart home. Which and did that end has to badly. Be so fun. Which did end badly. Let's not <laughs> it forget. Did it always does? Um, Why is it that we are just? We've seen every movie where you know we make robots and then they enslave and destroy humanity. Why are we moving forward with AI? I don't know. Every every literature, every media that's out there tells us this ends poorly. So I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. The next thing that came out of the LA Auto Show is was just like all about the new Hyundai Santa Fe. And now that I've like had time to sit and process with her, I kind of have a hot take. Okay. I don't love it. I haven't had time to sit and process with her. So I don't know. It's just so different from Hyundai. I'm still just kind of confused. I know. So here's what here's my problem. I would drive one personally. I it's not that I don't like it, but I'm with you. It doesn't feel like a Santa Fe. It doesn't feel like Hyundai. And I really, if they wanted to have this like off-roading rugged model, I wish they just would have come out with a new model. Mm. Because now this, like if you're, if you're not in like the Palisade budget, if you want something as big as the Palisade, the Santa Fe doesn't feel like a smaller Palisade or a five-row Palisade, yeah. which it used to. Now it feels like this like off-roaded ruggedy thing that now you're paying for so like now you're paying for all these like mm. grab handles and like tires and like suspensions and stuff and it's like no you just wanted a smaller palisade also how ridiculous is that dual wireless charger oh, that doesn't bother me it bothers me because i don't even use one wireless charger no, i don't I'm need not, two of them i'm not a wireless charger girl just feels like takes up space it takes up space um, and also wireless charging takes so long like i have 10 percent. i need the usb-c mm-hmm. i like if i i gotta get a quick charge in yeah i don't know i will be very curious to see one if i get the option to have one as my demo i definitely will because i am such a big fan of the santa fe and i hope that i remain a fan because it was it's one of my favorite cars also like all of the media and like all of the press kits that have come out they keep showing the santa fe with the third row down and I just think that's so interesting. They're always like, look at the, tr- like, look at all the cargo. And I'm like, the third row's down, which is fine, mm-hmm. which is fine. But it's like, that's interesting that that's like, that's the press kit. Yeah. The press kit doesn't show the third row up. Yeah. Because it's a stinker. Yeah. Which, which I don't think, I mean, if you want a bigger third row, like you go to the Palisade, but that's where I just feel like they're so different. I would have rather Honey just come out with a new model. I get that. And you know how I feel about them adding SUVs just to add SUVs, but this just doesn't, this is not the Santa Fe. It makes me think that the Palace, the next time they have a redesign for the Palisade, it's going to be very similar. I mean, the current Santa Fe... Well, that would be a mistake because that would be a mistake. It would be a mistake. The current Santa Fe and Palisade, I will be driving down the road and I like to think I have a pretty good grasp on cars. And if you just see the front end of it, you're like, is that a Santa Fe or Palisade? They look so similar. They are sisters. And now they are distant cousins through marriage literally <laughs> they look nothing alike. they look nothing alike and now it's time for ditch the drive through where we give you an easy dinner recipe to mix it up to get you out of your dinner rut. dinner rut and today's ditch the drive through is brought to you by me what you got cal well liz i got a couple of things i was per- perusing the aisle at aldi's mm-hmm. which when i go th- 
such a it's very it's so trader joe's coded if you will Mm -hmm. see how that was kind of the right time to use that word and i i'm always looking for a protein right because it's always like the carb part is easy Mm -hmm. the veggie to me is easy it's just like what's the protein Mm -hmm. of choice Mm -hmm. i'm always looking for a cost effective protein a versatile protein Mm -hmm. and a protein that's not chicken because i'm not the biggest chicken girl and i stumbled upon this ham and it was like it was sliced but it was like thick ham yeah like it wasn't like it was it was ham thick ham <laughs> it was it was ham cut thickly cut in slices but thick, thick slices thick sliced ham and i said let's get this because this would be easy to cut up for fred we could throw it in like you know an omelet like we mm-hmm. could just do so many things with it. i brought it home i used that dang ham in so many different ways tell me more okay so to start, we did the ham um, crescent roll-ups. Obviously. Smacked. Always good. Because it was a good thick ham. Yeah, thick ham. Then I diced the ham mm-hmm. and I sauteed it in my cast iron, got a little crispy, not crispy, just like a little browned, threw some frozen peas in, topped Yum. it with some Parmesan. Yum. We had peas and ham and tater tots. Love it. Which was like, okay, don't Done. sleep on that meal. Mm-hmm. Then I had some other ham and I had Hawaiian rolls. And I was like, I'm going to make those freaking slider Hawaiian rolls. Yes. And I've never made them before. And I Googled, a, I just Googled a recipe. Don't even ask me what it was. Google ham slider recipe. And it's these, you cut the Hawaiian rolls in half. You put some ham down. You put some Swiss. And you make this like delicious like glaze, I guess, that mm-hmm. goes on top. And, and it was, it. and then you bake it. And you, it's, it's butter. It's brown sugar. It's some Worcestershire. Mm. And then you bake it and then you have these like delicious like the bread's like all soaky with this sauce and it's these ham and cheese sliders. Soaky. So there's soaky bread with thick ham. Sign me <laughs> up. Moist bread with thick ham. So I'm just saying like go buy this ham from Aldi's. It was delicious. That like, sounds you could, great. You could do like a like a croissant sandwich. You could like I said, you could do a breakfast moment with it. The world's your oyster. The world's your oyster. Someone told me that they do like the ham and peas thing and they add noodles to it, like a little oh, carbonara. Oh, yeah. Coated kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thick ham. Thick ham. Don't sleep on it. Something else that I would like to bring up and ditch the drive through. I was listening to this podcast that maybe this is so abundantly obvious to everyone except for me. But in case it's not, I want to share. Um so I actually have been listening to this podcast and I found it because they are uh, charting higher than us on the leisure chart. So I was intrigued and it's called Simple Modern Farmhouse or something like that. And she ha- she has on a lot of guests. She has like eight kids. She's trying. She's like a homesteader. And you know me, I'm always just trying to figure out what I can do. And so she had this other influencer on called Frugal Fit Mom. And she just has a lot of ways to shop frugally at the grocery store and she said one thing that she does is to shop seasonally because the the items the vegetable the produce that are in season are way cheaper Mm -hmm. than the ones that aren't and i so i google i don't even know what's in season in november i googled it and sure enough it's like the brussels sprouts were a lot cheaper than they normally are and it's just something that i never noticed and it's something that i kind of want to try and challenge myself to do to buy more in season produce a to save money and b to sort of expand my palate and expand my cooking skills because 
I, I, I don't really cook with squash. I don't really cook. No. But if they're in season, they're going to be cheaper. And then it's... And they're, and, and and they're, they're better. better. Yes. They, this is the time Let's to do it. Let's stop buying watermelon. Yeah. Like a, a December watermelon isn't doing Gross. anyone anything. Exactly. You're paying more for a worse product. For a worse product. And, and then it's like you're going with the seasons and you're like kind of like, you know, getting back to like our... Our vibes. Our rhythms. Our, Elizabeth, that's the word. Our rhythms. Yes. Yeah, like I... I'm in charge of the salad for Thanksgiving. Stressful. And I saw this recipe and it was an autumn Caesar. And I'm like, that oh, sounds... Perfect. I know, because like we love Caesar salad. Like, I'm sorry. The whole like pomegranate, spinach, pear, blue cheese, vinaigrette. Like that no one eats that. It sounds... Yeah. No, it sounds a, good. A full, a full, I have a hard time with a full spinach salad. I have a hard time. So I, it was this like kale Caesar with... How do you say it? Delicata squash? No clue. Never heard of it. And I'm like, oh, I almost like clicked out of the restaurant. I was like, oh, I don't. That's not like not in my repertoire. And I'm like, get it in your repertoire, Kelly. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. Learn how to do it. Totally. Okay. So that's what you're making. Are you bringing anything else or are you just in charge of the salad? Um, I think I'm just in charge of the salad. I'm bringing the macaroni, which I'm doing the most. I'm doing a full blown homemade macaroni. I'm talking. I bought three different types of cheeses that I'm going to freshly grade. I'm doing the roux the roux sauce yeah the roux sauce i'm freaking putting panko breadcrumbs on top to give a little crisp like i'm doing i'm shooting for i'm shooting what is it shooting for the moon to land amongst the stars that's what i'm doing (laughs) i'm just hoping to land somewhere in the galaxy and not fall flat back on her because you you know me Yeah, I can't believe it's Thanksgiving week. That's like snuck up on us. Really snuck up. Oh, and I wrote to the Postmaster General. Uh Uh-huh. We do have an elf coming. (gasps) An elf on the shelf? How exciting. The kids are going to love it. Yeah, the Postmaster General said he'll be sending an elf. And here's why I said ended up doing it. Because they say that, you know, kids only have like seven good Christmases and George's four. Yeah, triggered. So that's disgusting, and I'm not gonna be. But does that start when they turn seven? No, and I'm not. No, and I'm not saying they're not gonna have good Christmases. But like, I need the magic. I want the magic. I want to do all the things. So anyway, I wrote to the postmaster general. He's sending an elf, and then I, you know, what I love about the elf is like they do elf things. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna imagine I'm not gonna get the most creative elf. Okay. Just because like I just don't think like that's who like that won't fit with our family very well. Mm-hmm. So um. I have ordered from Etsy an elf kit. Okay. And they help my elf like have fun things to do. Oh, so it gives your elf some ideas. It gives my elf not only ideas, the supplies and everything. Everything is labeled by the day. Love it. So then I can just say like elf, here you go. And then the elf is then setting the scene of him fishing for goldfish or building a parachute. Cute. And you know, it was like, it was $67. Yeah. I was going to ask how much it was. $67. Um, so Yeah okay well keep us up keep us posted but we've i'm doing it because i think it will be very fun and i don't know i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna save it somewhere else like we will we like we'll be very mindful about not going out to dinner with the kids during the holidays because that's 70 bucks we've got to stop doing that one of the best things about being the oldest of a big family is the chris the extension of christmas magic what do you mean we oh because then yeah yeah, yeah. uh, we had the christmas magic when we had younger siblings that's so true and then we got to be part of the magic yeah it was so fun um but anyway that's all we're gonna say on that matter um and with that that's our episode yeah that is our episode So guys i hope you have a very fun and safe thanksgiving no episode on thursday no episode on thursday for obvious reasons 
I don't know if the reasons are obvious. Um, well, I guess because it's things because we're not going to record. Yeah, we can't. I have a baby in my arms right now, so this is all we're able to get in. Um, oh, and he's getting pissed. So anyway, have a great, blessed, happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Um, and spend some time with your family and eat lots of good food. Yeah. And then we will be back next week. And I want to hear the transactions. Oh, the Black Friday I'm transactions. I'm on the edge of my seats for the transactions. We're going to be playing the Great Eight with Naptime Kitchen about our Crocktober Slovember combination. We're going to gear up for the holiday season. We're just going to have like a lot of fun things to finish out 2023, get into mm-hmm. 2024. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you guys next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.